Too Much Dip Podcast. It's Monday. I'm Dave. I'm a host. It's Thanksgiving week. It's content week. It's also podcast week. All rolled into one. Dylan Shivery in the building. Man, just another episode where we have maybe too much to discuss. A lot of sports happening right now, just, Dave. Just heavy on sports, right? Heavy sports episode, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. Let's introduce our, our friend and partner. KJ Ellis, live from Madison, Wisconsin. He's flanneled out. Not to spoil it, but there's no video. But he's got a flannel on. Happy to be here with you, fellas. Uh, glad to be present and uh, and engaged here. Um, it will never cease to amaze me that a week like this where you're like, hey, short week, can't wait to get it over with, uh, is immediately met with, Either, oh, shit, look how much work I have to get done before we're out. Or, uh, oh, wait, I get to enjoy the wonderful company of my toddlers uh, for a couple extra days, which, you know, can't <laughs> wait. It's going to be a thrilling, thrilling day. But I do want to tell the good people out there, if y'all didn't talk about it earlier, the experience as a uh, father of a young one on game day is one that is unparalleled. Mm. You are uh, the owner of... All of the technology in the world and none of the access to it. <laughs> yeah. You're not um, the priority on any of those levels. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't remember why we were sending each other photos in our group text of our of our setup yesterday, but um I took a pic. Oh, there's some funyuns and your game was on the laptop. They were they're not funyuns, they were corn tortilla chips. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> they were fun. And um yeah, I took a photo because people were, were sending pics of the, the Mexican food that they were eating at that moment. Um, people were wondering, hey, why are you watching the Cowboy game on your lappy? And then I took I panned over to my son, uh, just absolutely balling out, wiling out to Mickey Mouse Club on the uh, big TV. And Daddy just in the in the little chair in the kitchen watching, uh, watching the game. I, I could have gone in the bedroom, but I just, whatever. I don't mind doing it. I like being out there. I like yeah. being present. Helping it was the Panthers. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. Had that been Niners or Eagles, a little different situation. Maybe I, I don't know, pay for him and his mom to go watch a, a Disney on Ice or some shit. I don't know. What if the screens were reversed? Would he? How would he handle that? If Mickey Mouse is on the little guy, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go down that road with him. No, <laughs> no, not having it. No, he would just honestly. He would start pressing buttons on the lappy and like end up. Mm-hmm. He'd end up deleting Slack or something. He would do something that should not happen. DM chicks and stuff. I think, uh, Just DM and chicks. I, even, I thought I was going to have uh, an example here in front of me, but uh, it would look like the folio case to my iPad in which it's missing four buttons. Oh, no. It, the keyboard would be destroyed. <laughs> um, funny enough, before the show, I had to... So we're hosting Thanksgiving. Um. We, uh, Brett and I ran to Total Wine. We did our respective liquor runs. We're like, let's just do it at lunch it. before it gets crazy. And, um, got all the wine, got everything, got the beer. Then afterward, I was like, dang, I got 20 minutes to get back. We got to start the show a little early. I hadn't eaten, so I rolled through Schlotsky's. And mm, my God, if, fun. 
If I did not, I, I absolutely just put the hammer down on a medium Schlotzky sandwich right before the show. So I got a belly full of Schlotzky's, baby. <laughs> I've got a big old original and a pickle and some hot sauce in that belly. Ooh. Yeah. They do make a fine sandwich. People sleep on them. It, it's become a punchline. And I, I, you made it a punchline. You're right. I did. But it is very, I do actually like it. As with many things I like, I did. Like sometimes Randy, who's not here today, I make him a punchline. But I do like Randy a lot. He's fine. <laughs> what are the fucking bears doing? How do they blow that game? Sorry. Are you? No, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we dive into the sports. I think you're correct. Otherwise, you're just going to hear me relate Schlotsky's bread to floor pillows. But oh, don't let's, do let's that! Don't do that! You no, like- no, no, no! Not the flavor. I think the flavor and everything about Schlotsky's is great. <laughs> I think the size and the amount of bread you receive is. Quite the bang for your buck. It's hella bready. It's you're right. It is, and you know what? That's fine. I lifted this morning, so I, you know your boys just burning cows at a rapid clip. Um, You'll hear no argument from me. Where do you want to start? We had ourselves a nice little weekend in college football. Let's start with college football. I actually just watched the Jordan Travis video for the first time, just right before the show. I don't think I'm going to watch that one. How how gruesome is it? It's not good. Yeah, it's definitely broken. <laughs> That's my uh, scientific expertise. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's awful for a, an undefeated Florida State team who's knocking on the door of a college football playoff. Pretty, pretty devastating for those guys. It reminds me, KJ, of, you know, you got the undefeated Duncanville Panthers in the state semifinals and their quarterback, this kid out of Duncanville, Jaquindon Jackson, as he's mm-hmm. playing for Duncanville. So, of course, he's out of Duncanville gets his ACL rolled up on right before he's about to graduate, go to the University of Texas, take the world by storm. It just reminded me a lot of that. Your thoughts? But bonus points if you can uh, recall the team that they were playing. Oh, my God. Uh, or even the part of the air, like state. I'll, I'll make it uh, less generic. Uh, was it uh, generic. Was it a Katie team? No. I believe Rockwall. Maybe Heath. They j- Whatever okay. one's orange. Oh, that was Rockwell. Jackson Heath. Smith and Jigba. I believe that's who they were playing. Was Jackson Smith and Jigba that game? So interesting. Sad day for the DF Dub. This sucks. I don't know anything about the backup. I don't know who do they have their their <laughs> la- who do they have this week. Florida State schedule. I'll look that. Florida. Up. They have Florida. Or my yeah yeah Florida Florida. They have Florida. You're right. Florida six o'clock uh, in Gainesville. That's a game that Florida State still should win without Jordan Travis at quarterback, you would think. But it's a rivalry game. You know what happens during rivalry games, Dave? Record books just kind of go out the window at that point. Well, yeah, and plus you got Tate Rotomaker at the helm. Tate Rotomaker. That's his name. What do you know about Tate? But the real test will be, so they've already secured their spot in the conference championship game. They will be playing Louisville. Louisville. That's a good team. They're also going to have to win that one if they're going to make the playoff. Gives Texas a chance to sneak in, not to make light of the Jordan Travis injury, which is terrible. Mm, you were thinking it. Sounds I wasn't like thinking are. it. I'm just, I'm just stating the obvious here. Um, it sucks. I, I really hate to relate any scenario back to Urban Meyer ever. Um, but I do think the Urban Meyer example of what do you have? JT Barrett and then whatever. The year that he had like three quarterbacks playing. JT Bowtie, uh, I think. 
No, it wasn't JT Bowtie. Uh, Sorry, it was somebody else. Uh, and they went on to uh, win a national championship, or maybe it was whatever. One graduated, then you had two play the following year. Either way, they were successful with an injured quarterback. I didn't love that Florida State dropped a spot to Washington. I know Washington did get a, did get a win over Oregon State in the rain uh, on the road, and that's why Washington got moved up. But I don't think that uh, I love this wave of, oh, wait, if they don't have Jordan Travis, they're not the team that should be ranked at whatever. I hope that's not the case. If they do win out, they deserve a seat at the table. I hate, though, that um, we know Michigan and Ohio State play this week. We know Texas is waiting in the wings. We know Bama is out there. Bama beats Georgia, and Texas gets screwed because of this. That's going to suck. Yeah, there's probably going to be one or two uh, worthy teams that are left out. Um, Hopefully none that have an Xavier. Well, yes. Thank you, KJ. Yeah, I mean for, wow. for Texas for Texas to Bars. make it in, I think more than just like Florida State has to lose. If Florida State wins, they're in. Florida State has to lose, and something else has to go. Like, so there's something with the Big Ten championship. I think Michigan would have to. I don't fucking know. It's it's all it's well. You have two, three. You have Michigan, Ohio State this week, right? And so you know neither of them are going to get stronger over beating Iowa. I don't think a one loss from the loser is going to solidify them a spot. Especially if it's not, if it's Michigan, I don't think a one loss Michigan's getting any, anybody's like nudge in that room to be the one loss team that's in. You're right. So one, one of them is getting knocked out, right? Yeah. Then you have Washington is the other thing that you need to happen. Right. What, well, I guess there's a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia. Mm-hmm. And because Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, but I still think that the committee might might push Alabama in just because they've been playing much better football as of late than Texas has, even though they played those two teams played each other, um, which would suck. They put and obviously this is like year one I think of this, but it was um, <clears throat> they did this is like like in Baylor TCU. When ba- when TCU's one loss was Baylor sixty one fifty eight, and they ended up blue bonnet bowl, blue bonnet bowl. Yes, it was not called the blue bonnet bowl <laughs> then, but it is now for whatever reason. Um, they did end up ranking TCU uh, ahead of Baylor. Uh, Baylor Baylor's one loss was West Virginia. TCU's was Baylor. It was a weird deal. That didn't matter. Neither of them made the the playoff, but they were both right there. But I don't know. There's two games. It'll all work out. But I think. The night, well, not nightmare. I think the thing that Texas, if I'm a Texas fan, the thing that I don't feel good about expecting to happen, Alabama wins out. They deserve to be in. Even with the loss of Texas, they beat Georgia, they're in. I think everybody would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Auburn, who's like, you know, not beaten teams like New Mexico State. Like, they deserve to be there. Um, then you have winner of Ohio State, big state, big state, big um Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, and then Washington, question mark. If they went out there, there. If you keep a one-loss Georgia in, that's where I will kind of be pissed if I'm a Texas fan, because then you go back through Georgia's record, they don't have a loss or a win equivalent of beating uh, 
Bama on the road. Yeah, and they would they wouldn't have a conference cha- they wouldn't have a conference championship Correct. either. Texas would in Correct. that scenario. So I, I would imagine that Florida. I mean, sorry, Georgia would get left out in that scenario. Um, Texas man. still has to. I mean, you can't overlook Tech in Big Twelve championship. I mean, what we were talking about this this morning. It could still be Okie State. Can still be Kansas State. It can be half the conference. Can still be OU. <laughs> if Oklahoma State wins, which is a big they, if, they it's are like, in. Yeah. If they don't, it's like it's it's a who who the hell knows what's going to happen at that point. Yeah. So a lot, a lot has to happen. It's early to be talking about this, it's but really that's exciting, the whole point of college football. Really exciting couple weeks of football though coming up. Yeah. Um, Lots of stuff's going to fall into place, dude. You know what? You know who we should have had on, Dylan, and I don't know how much you remember, but. We should have had on our Uber driver who drove us from Barrett's um, party to uh, Deep Eddy Bar. He knew a lot about college football, Texas specifically, didn't he? He was very clueless. And it's just one of those conversations where you just, instead of like getting into it with someone, I was actually like correcting him on some like very obvious mistakes and his logic and thinking. It's like, let's just agree and nod our heads (laughs) and get out of the car as soon as we can. He came out of the gates real hot. Just like, yeah, man, uh, they beat A&M. What did he say? He, Something just didn't make any it's sense. It's just like, dude, like, uh-huh. what what decade are you? Yeah, <laughs> and he's a young guy too. Really awkward. Why does that feel more painful to like live with that, like just deferring and letting it go past than like an argument with a significant other? Like you stand to lose a whole lot by like <laughs> responding to a significant other and like pointing out the net like the inconsistencies in the argument. But with an Uber driver, hmm, maybe a rating, maybe just like some awkwardness. Dude. But I'd say 11 times out of 10, I'm more likely to be like, uh, well, actually. Dylan was in the front seat, too. And not in the car. <laughs> no, we. I was proud of Dylan because I was like, oh, no. I was like, please don't make this more awkward by like schooling this guy. And Dylan just was like, yeah, like just kind of generic. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> Dude, it was so. It was like from the beginning of the ride, and I was like, "This is painful." It's like you go to a a, a game live, and there's a, these two guys sitting in front of you or behind you, and they're just talking. They're just like talking about the game, and maybe he's explaining to his one buddy like why certain plays or whatever, and it's they have no clue what they're talking about. They're gonna throw it here. Yeah, and it's like, man, <laughs> is this your first? Like, is this your first time? Like watching the game, like what's what's good? What exactly is happening? And then the dude whose table, who was nice enough to let us use his table at Deep Eddie. Oh, that guy too. That guy was a huge Texas fan and just had. I think he just got into the sport in the last two years. Yeah, we're just like, oh god, dude. Look, football is a pretty like advanced game to learn. Yeah, a lot, a lot that goes into the game of football. So I do kind of get it, but. Maybe just shut up for a little bit until you figure it out. At least don't talk strategy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you running the ball for there? Like, ugh. Well, they're trying, trying to kill the, the clock. They don't want to, you know. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when you throw it. Out and it's, you know. Anyway. Uh, um, I feel like those voices are never more prevalent in either quarterback starting controversies or coach hiring searches, which I wanted to take that opportunity to quickly pivot to A&M, even though we have no news. Um, uh, how do we feel about who should be hired this week? <laughs> I've seen some booty chatter that it's going to be Elko from Duke. That that seems to be the name at the end of last week that was hot. Yeah, who has coached before uh, at A and M before? Um, he can deal with the bullshit. He's yeah, he can deal <laughs> with the bullshit, and I think he's 
I guess he's a bigger splash higher than Jeff Trailer, who I'm glad who I would be thankful if they didn't go after. Because I just think he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. And knows Texas really well and has relationships there. Elko might also, I don't really know, but he's been out the game for a minute. Yeah. As a Texas State fan and, you know, our rivals UTSA, like I'm I was happy to see J Trey go. But if J Trey is gonna stay down there, man, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, as a Texas fan, I would be okay with Elko, I think. Yeah. I don't think Fair. that's a name that that immediately uh pays recruiting dividends. No. And I, I honestly like after last week we talked we were talking about Jeff Trailer and I'm just like, man, how am I giving too much weight to like his ability to recruit? He's like, well, he fucking knows all the coaches. He used to coach in Texas. Like what is that that big of an advantage? I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm wondering because like Matt Rule, um, granted Matt Rule did have like Joey McGuire when he went to Baylor. He hired Joey McGuire from Cedar Hill, and that was the whole thing was to help him recruit Texas. And Matt Rule was successful, um, but a guy like when Dave Aranda got there, when Dave Aranda was still good, um, like he had no no background recruiting Texas. So it's just. I don't know. I, I I see that, and I'm like, dang it, does it does it really matter that much? I don't know. Um, I will throw out my weekly uh, suggestion, guess. I think uh, I told you all in the group chat, we here on Too Much Dip reserve the right to claim credit if it ever becomes Dabo Swinney mm. as the uh, head coach of uh, the fight in Texas Aggies, as we predicted that first. This week's recommendation you may have to make some space next to the Reveille uh, memorials because this guy will be bringing his own five foot seven statue with him right out of Fort Worth. I think he could be Kirby Smart Light, visor and all. No. Gary Patterson and College Station, they need to make it happen. GP? Proven winner, Texas ties, wins at a big level, got a little burnt out in Fort Worth after two decades of, you know, program building. Can That's you, the guy. Can you hire a guy who hasn't, at that level, can you hire a guy who hasn't coached in two years? He was, a, he was an assistant at Texas, but he wasn't, like a, he wasn't on this. He was like a, a consultant, basically. So he wasn't really coaching. I think you can because he's a defensive guy. So it's not like, this is going to sound really dumb. KJ, feel free to swap me out to half court. But like, if it's like an offensive guy, it's like the game's changed so much, it's passed him by. He you know, hasn't coached in two years, whatever. But he's a defensive guy. And I guess that's when you get the football barn like excuse from that coach, you know? Yeah, that's fair. He's been in the lab. Him and uh, yeah, he's mm -hmm. been on the Mike McCarthy plan. So who knows? That's my vote this year or this week. There's talk Didn't of him Gary at Baylor. It's my second guess, which will it not would work too. I can I, see that. I do not. I don't think he would ever do it. That dude. I, I don't know if his hatred was more for Baylor or for Bryles. But oh, I just yeah. don't think yeah. he would do it unless unless he ended things with TCU so negatively that he would do it just to be the ultimate troll. I still vote Dabo just from a, a pure hateability standpoint. <laughs> it would be fun to root against them. I mean, dude, honestly, like, yes, it's a splash hire, and we spent most of last week being like, you don't need a splash hire. But God, that would be the best one. It would, and. and if I were an Aggie fan, I would be happy with that. He's a, he has two national titles. He's a hell of a coach. Yeah. Uh, but I just find him impossible to like. We're a year away from Steve Sarkeesian being the most likable coach in the SEC West. 
the rest of the SEC West is extremely hateable, and I think Dabo or Gary Patterson would fit that mold perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gary, um, I tried to, like, objectively, like, look at Gary, and, man, he was just – he was the only coach who – that dude had an excuse for every loss that it was never their fault, and he would call – I mean, I've seen him call out players on Bay. Like, he would call out players by name and, like, be like, it's a dirty player. Like, just shit, you're like uh, – I don't know if it's really even that bad in the grand scheme, but you don't see people call, – coaches calling out other players for stuff like that. It's just – yeah. I don't know. You're right. He is incredibly unlikable. Doc Rivers of college football. All right. What else we got? Um, I don't know if you guys caught any of uh, the Caleb Williams uh, media after the game, after their loss. You probably didn't catch any of it because he NCAA chose not. press conference. He did not speak to the media. <laughs> is he getting dragged for this? Well, there's a tweet from a guy. I don't know if you know, at Rap Sheet. His name is Ian Rappaport. National insider for the NFL Network, the NFL.com. I just want to see what y'all thought because some people were mad online about this. He just said, he quote tweeted someone saying, Caleb Williams has elected to not speak to the media after the loss to UCLA. Rappaport tweets, quote tweets, Joe Burrow learned his season was over on Friday, understood his responsibility, and went out and held a news conference. The job of a QB and face of the franchise. Okay. Uh, there's a huge difference in those two uh, quarterbacks. One of them is in college. Right. The other one will like literally get fined if he doesn't step in front of the press. He went out and faced them, man. Yeah. <clears throat> not to defend Caleb Williams. I think, he's, I think he's kind of a jackass myself, but there's probably not a whole lot here. I don't know. Maybe there is. KJ, you're, um, a, GM. you're a GM. That's always been your dream. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he falling on your draft board after the last few weeks? You know, crying. Taking and then- into <laughs> crying, skipping out his responsibilities. Uh taking uh into account that Joe Burrow was also like and the Bengals under question for like not being forthcoming with the media. That's a rich selection of comparison. Could have waited to today and been like Jordan Travis released a statement of thanks and gratitude to Seminole Nation after uh, his season being over. Um I feel like it's become low-hanging fruit for media to punch at Lincoln Riley and USC with their media availability this year. And the fact of the matter is, like, I get not being happy with it. It doesn't make sense to waste ink, space, time, energy on, like, complaining about it. Like, what are you gaining by shitting on them about it? There's no obligation. So, you know, get over it. Go, like... Cover Cal that much more. Go cover UCLA that much more. Like, yeah. Don't sit here and complain about Lincoln Riley all the time and USC and how they're handling it. Like You'll have access to Caleb Williams for the rest of his career. Jalen Hurts didn't give a lot of media access throughout his college career. I didn't love him for it. Uh, in fact, I think I knocked him on the show because I thought he was pretty apathetic in a lot of his post-game interactions. But like, it does not matter. So it's, it's dumb to me. Lincoln Riley hot seat. No, no. Mm, okay. No. He's got a year in the Big Ten. Like, they've, they've got too much of a change. Like, you don't want to be new coach and making that move. Uh, that's fair. Speaking of um, conferences, do we know where we're at with the uh, ownership of the intellectual property 
and uh, hundreds of millions of dollars with the Pac-12. Washington's injunction, I believe, has things on hold, but the ruling still is that Washington State and Oregon State own the Pac-2 and the $400 million or whatever that that conference will be owed this season. Um, what they choose to do with it after that, up to them. But I don't believe an additional ruling has been made since the Washington injunction. I will credit real quick. Washington just announced with Washington State that they're extending the Apple Cup rivalry, which is their annual game. It happens this weekend for five years. So okay, novel idea, TCU. Like, fucking hold on to your regional rivalries, bitches. Damn, still not over it. They should just run their own conference, just call it the Tupac. <laughs> I really hope that's been in the comment section somewhere because I have not heard it, and it's beautiful. That's a, that's a, I, I hadn't seen it. It's, it's not great. It's not great. I think it's great. I think it's great, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen. Thank you. It's just Shlosky's talking. Can we bring <laughs> attention to this uh, Texas A&M tweet? Dude, quick. this is a crazy fact, dude. I'm so glad you brought this up. I had not seen this. Did you guys know, and then again, this was pointed out to us by the official Texas A&M football Twitter account, verified. Uh, KJ, did you know that Texas A&M improved to 17-0 and against in-state schools since 2012? That's wild. Undefeated. That's a lot of good teams. Why did they pick 2012, which is kind of just an arbitrary number, right? You could have drawn that line anywhere. Right, but why, why do you think 2012? I don't know, man. Is that the Manziel year? Well, that was the year they moved uh, away from the Big 12 and into the SEC. Of course, the year before, so, yeah. they uh, lost to some in-state schools, or at least one that I know of. Um, and since that time, the games that they have won have been against uh, Sam Houston, mm-hmm. SMU, sorry, KJ, Prairie View A&M, Rice, mm-hmm. Lamar, UTSA, UTEP, Texas State, and Abilene Christian, which was on Saturday. It's a murderer's row. So I guess they're just going to hang their hat on anything they can at this point. Why tweet that? You know people are just looking for something to dunk on you for. They just they do it to themselves, man. I mean, dude, it is big facts, though, is it not? They're, they're getting dragged for it. It is. It's technically it is factual, a factual tweet. That was SMU. Back, that, was, that was before mm. the – was that the June Jones SMU? Three this wins against been... SMU. In that time. Morris and Dykes, I believe. But yeah, I don't know how recently they've actually played. Um, my question is going to be like, who have they... I guess they're only listing that they've only played these teams. So I was going to say, they haven't played anybody else. But obviously, that's the, the, the context of the point. Was that final game Shipley in there, or is that Justin Tucker? The final game was the uh, Case McCoy... Justin Case Tucker McCoy, game. not Shipley. Yeah. Got it, got it. I was I was remembering a sibling, not Colt McCoy, or not uh, whatever, Jackson Shipley. But maybe Jackson Shipley was there. Does one of the Shipley brothers work out at Lifetime? Jordan, yeah. It's it's wild how, like, I mean, he's obviously in good shape, but he doesn't, doesn't blow you away. I think if he took his shirt off, he'd be very impressed. I'm going to ask him That's to race him. Let's see if he, uh, let's see if he wants to race. Like a foot race? Yeah. I just I feel like he's going to beat yeah, me. He'd probably win that. <laughs> Former NFL receiver. We don't know. A little run with us. He Cincinnati. might be tight. Maybe he's got like plantar fasciitis, and I end up getting him. Like, you see Dabo got RG3. He didn't really get RG3. I don't know if you saw it. 
RG3 running out with Dabo or behind Dabo. There was actual people being like, dude, Dabo burned RG3. He didn't burn RG3. RG3's still really fast. <laughs> Surprisingly. I absolutely love that bit. <laughs> we willing to admit RG3's good. He's not good on Twitter, but he is good at games. He is a good college football personality. Not good on Twitter. That guy's tweeted pictures of his wife doing squats. He's great. Okay. Um, I've got that book. I agree. He's too. good. Um, before we move on real quick, I mentioned Auburn losing to New Mexico state. Yikes. Uh, Dino Babers fired at Syracuse. Um, but let's get it. Dino Babers out at Syracuse. I did not see that. Interesting. Okay. Well, heck man, I guess it's time to toss it to our good friends at DraftKings. Mm. Do you mind? Please Dave. There's so much to be thankful for Dylan. I'm thankful for you. Thankful for KJ, Aww. family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Hey, look, I don't know if you've been following this, but it turns out the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. You seen this? They've been doing it for a while. I'm very aware, and I'm really excited for it, actually. We got the Commanders coming in after a, a, a crushing defeat. I'm all over the Cowboys, okay? So here's what I need y'all to do. Download the DraftKings Sports app now and use code WASH. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL with code WASHED. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY. It's 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Crushed it. I wonder if we could pre-record it and speed it up like a... They do at the end of they do at the end of like <laughs> mesothelioma commercials. <laughs> All the side effects. I think that, yeah. I don't think we're FCC regulated, but I think there's like a legal uh in fact I actually know, but it's like one point three five, one point two five. There's a speed that you can do that if it were over the air, but I don't know where pots fall. That had to have been my personal best. Just gotta say it's a lot easier reading it without a camera on than when you're doing it live. Cause you know. I know, I know, I'm not even looking at the screen. I can just see what y'all's faces are doing as I'm just treading water. Um, you guys want to do NFL? What do you want to do? Let's do some NFL. Let's do a couple of quick NFL hits. Um, can we start with Micah Parsons? <laughs> uh, so last week, he did not show up in the uh, box score. Didn't really put – won the game handedly. But you'd kind of noticed, oh, Micah didn't do much. No, Really no pressures, definitely no sacks. 
Uh, people were wondering, is he sick? What happened? Not that big of a deal, it turns out. He had a, a phenomenal game. Two and a, three sacks, two and a half sacks, I don't know. But he was a menace. He also was blowing chunks on the sideline. Okay, people were like, well, well, I guess he's been fighting a bug, right? That's what happens. Got tum-tum issues. Maybe he got into some bad stuff. Maybe he had some bad sushi. I don't know. Some bad sushi. Turns out it was C4, powder C4, that he uh, dry-scooped. Have you ever dry scooped? Pre powder pre workout C four. Pre workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not, not the explosive <laughs> substance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't. Which would be another story altogether. He's dry scooping explosives. Have you ever dry scooped pre workout before? No, not even for a. I mean, no. I'm sure Dan has. He has. I think I've seen him do it. You just I down the gullet definitely powder. Have. You have KJ. Yeah, you have to chase it with water, but I wasn't doing it to go work out. I was probably doing it to like. Work an overnight shift at Whole Foods or, I don't know, game for like six more hours on the sticks uh, between like midnight and 6 a.m. Does it hit different if you just straight powder or I mean, is there a difference when you mix it? And I mean, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would ever do that. Same you time. Get the Pop Rocks, <laughs> you get the Pop Rocks feeling, but also I think what you don't want is to consume eight to 12 ounces of liquid along with it, which you're going to have to pee within like 12 minutes of taking pre-workout without question. Like as you're feeling that body tingle, bladder feels full capacity. So if you dry scoop it, chase it with some water, that's not as imminent. So I assume he was doing this like it's a pee -pee play. as they're hitting the tunnel. But you got to think Micah Parsons has taken pre-workout before. Like why did this hit him the way it did? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're saying it hit different. I'm saying that if, if, if he was – not on his A game because of like heart palpitations or whatever, vomiting. You would think that he would know what the what side effects would occur this, before he did it. Yeah, it's hard. I don't. I can't imagine an athlete getting to that level and never taking pre workout. I really. I mean, like that's insane to me. I promised myself a while back that I was going to get off that stuff, and I I haven't done it. I still take it. I don't. I do don't it. think I ever took it while playing. I, I can say that though definitively. Yeah. Just like off-season workouts? No, not probably. In, maybe out of ignorance. NX, NO Explode existed back then, but the only thing you would hear about those things was like it would make your heart, ex like not explode, but like you would feel like getting palpitations type thing. And also you kind of live with that fear of, oh, I don't want to pop positive on a test. Now, Micah Parsons is at an elite level where like those tests don't affect him as much, but like you do fear the unknown of like, I'm good without it. Well, Why do I care dude, to have it? So C4 is, uh, they're reputable. Um, but mm -hmm. you see this. Find them at 7-Eleven. You used to see this all the time in the UFC when somebody would, you still see it, you see it in major sports too. Somebody goes to GNC or somewhere and they just take like a supplement that they think is fine, but it, they pop because a lot of times those things are, go through the same, um, factories they're cut with like and stuff from other other supplements mixes in there it's not pure and you don't know what you're getting basically yeah so yeah i mean this happened i think this happened to john jones although that might have been dick pills he bought at a gas station that's a true story <laughs> i think it was it was actually yeah Stam rx or some shit <laughs> i mean unbelievable but if anyone's gonna be buying gas station dick pills who's at the top of their profession it's john jones anyway um no, I don't. This is crazy, but it wasn't just him doing it. It was like a group of guys on defense. So, I think this might have been like a solidarity thing. Like, you know, you're doing you're like 
hey, yeah, let's do it. This is we're gonna we're gonna dry scoop it. It's funny. We're doing bits. We're playing uh we're playing the Panthers. Let's just do it. <laughs> but that was, this was last week though, wasn't it? No, this is this this is yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like yeah. he was not <laughs> He had like arguably like I mean you know one of his best games of the season yesterday, and he was his heart was exploding. I'm sure his ears were tingling a little bit too. He didn't mention that, but what if that was like the real issue? He's like, dude, fucking just felt my ears tingling. It freaked me out. He couldn't take his helmet off to scratch him. <laughs> yeah. He's just ear oh my god, that, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, I, I my last year at my uh, my physical, I. I Talked to my doctor about taking pre-workout. I said, I take this stuff. It feels like it's taking like minutes off my life every time I do. Tell me if it's safe. And I pulled up the nutrition facts, and she said, it's fine. Just it's a lot of caffeine. Just be careful with the caffeine intake. That was it. So I feel much better about taking this stuff now. But it does feel like it's it's like just tearing apart your insides. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I, I completely. Resounding endorsements. <laughs> Um, Some people like that. Total war is my pre-workout of choice. Because <laughs> I, I go to war when I'm in that gym, Dave. You know how I do. It's going to war in your gut biome. Yeah. And luckily for you, you've got good gut biome. That's right. You're winning, but like it's a war of attrition at this point. <laughs> You're losing a lot of amoebas or whatever the fuck. Shameless plug for the uh, circling back slash wash media, either TikToks or Reels featuring Juan Dylan Shivery. Yes. Uh, real or fake pre-workouts. Volumes one segments. through three. Can we run that? Can we like post that again and tag Micah in it? Probably. Please. He's a he will reshare some shit. I've I've noticed that. Let's do it him. He's a very online, which is something I do like about him. Ape shit cuts. Um, on behalf of this show, too much dip. I will just apologize to um, Mister Unlimited himself, Russ Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Got it turned around. Yeah. Clutch. He's on track for the uh, Jalen Hurts quarterback who could be good in the NFL award. Um, (laughs) It's weird because, like, I watched the Broncos and root for Cortland Sutton. I'm such a Cortland Sutton fan. I I read the uh, Trayvon Diggs tweet of, man, we got to get 14 out of there, thinking he was just talking shit about Sutton, who wears 14 as well when they were playing the Bills last week shitting on him for dropping passes and like having penalties and critical moments of the game against the bills. And then I watched yesterday and I'm like, it's tremendous. This is awesome. And then I find myself like, damn, I am sitting here celebrating Sean. Uh, I'm going to say McVay. I was saying Payton. Uh, Payton and Russ Wilson, Russell Wilson's you know, success. And I'm like, at some point, you, this one, you kind of got to give it to him. They stopped the Dobbs mom. You know, there was a little air of um, – I can't compare the Dobbs thing to Lynn Sanity. I won't compare it to Lynn Sanity. But I really like Dobbs. I really like Josh Dobbs. I like his story. He just – there's really nothing to not like – there's nothing to not like about him, right? And he was good last night. And But at the same time, I'm watching that game, and I'm, I'm like – Damn, I'm kind of like I've kind of flipped it now with Russ. Like now that we've torn him down, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to build him back up again. <laughs> I gotta build him back up. Uh, but then the Sean, then you get Sean Payton, and you're like, mm, I don't really need to build him. I don't really give a fuck about that guy. Fair. To be clear, 
Trayvon Diggs' tweet was about his brother, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan Diggs. I think the entire world understood that except for me. Okay. Because <laughs> so, just... I was just watching... That's your guy. One. <laughs> I wasn't clear about what you were saying, if it was actually about Courtland yeah, Sutton. Yeah. Okay. No, K- no, KJ it just... was about Stefan and, and them losing to the Bills right. and then being like, oh, we got to get him out. That I feel like that tweet didn't get enough uh, play. Like maybe maybe the the sports talk radio guys jumped on it, but that is really that's a really funny thing for some, a, a fellow <laughs> athlete who's still playing, being like, well, "We got to get my brother out of that team that he's on, that team that was in the AFC Championship game not long ago." Yeah, I think Stefan addressed it afterwards or distanced from it or whatever, but you know, he's, it is what it is. Stefan said, "I'm not responsible for my brother's tweets." it's true that's the right way to answer that uh what else niners look good niners are really good again Mm. Mm. cowboys beat up on a very poor panthers team uh jags hey trevor lawrence is back actually showed out yesterday (laughs) i was i knew you'd celebrate that uh, of course, I benched him for C.J. Stroud and didn't look back and uh, regretted it a little bit yesterday. I'm going to call out ESPN on that. Thank you for bringing that up. So my two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, looking at it before the week, it actually had me – it actually recommended I start Baker in San Francisco against the Niners over Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, I know Trevor hasn't been good, but, like, he's due <laughs> – and like I, I I'll That's take the any Titans versus the Niners. Yeah, I'll take me? <laughs> literally anybody. I'll take Tommy DeVito over somebody over a good, not great quarterback against the Niners, dude. Are you kidding me? And that ended up paying off. Um but speaking of Tommy DeVito. Win. Not laughing anymore. Looked all right. Not laughing anymore. Did he really do the Italian hand celebration after a score? Yeah. That, that fact. I think he's leaning into it. You got to. He need he needs to lean into the Chef Boyardee uh, uh, angle of this. But Look, anyways, he has a brand to uphold, and that brand is very Italian quarterback. I mean, he's he is everything we wanted Ben DiNucci to be. Um, he's got the gold chain going. He's actually he's just yeah. I mean, he's he's doing it. I don't I don't know where this goes. Uh, but if he keeps winning some games. Uh, I don't know. It's it's great. It's it's fun. Uh, it's fun seeing people just kind of. I don't know. Low key dunk on Italian Americans. It is just it's just something that people have fun doing. And is it's it dunking all, on or is it celebrating? Celebrating, but also like there's it's, a punchline there. It's punchline. Yeah. It's like whatever. Who cares? They are. There's you could you can get away with that. Whether that's okay or not, I'll I'll leave to everyone else. Anything else in the NFL we need to hop into? KJ, I know you're up against it. That's okay. We can we can hit this and party. Cool. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our good friends at Schedule 35. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Every 80s and 90s kid remembers that iconic ad that depicted a very nerdy-looking dad holding an egg beside a frying pan, breaking the egg, plopping the egg in piping hot oil, and then holding the fried egg in front of the camera with a very serious look on his face. Any questions, he asked? Yeah, many. Schedule 35 is removing the stigma around drugs, particularly magic mushrooms, precisely measured out micro doses of psilocybin that you can enjoy daily, experiencing all the benefits without frying your brain. 
Remember that they precisely measure out every dose. They verify the age of every one of their customers. They ship discreetly. And better yet, they give you a micro-dosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. Check it out. See what wherever you're living, see what the laws are. Check it out. See if your uh, jurisdiction has decriminalized psilocybin. Get 15% off with code BANG at schedule35.co. That's 15% off at schedule35.co and use code BANG. Just to add to that, the psilocybin at a sub-hallucinogenic level is where it's at. Mental clarity, creativity, just sharpness, focus. It's good stuff. Really helps. You're sharp and focused. Thank you for thank you for uh, getting that. I missed that. That was oh, very thanks, important. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate you. Schedule35.co and use code BANG. Uh, you want to party real quick? Let's party. Let's do it. Did F1 brick it in Vegas? Did you see Verstappen's comments? Not a fan. Not he, at all. He was just, you know what? I don't like Verstappen, Verstappen, but I do like a guy who speaks his mind, especially yep. when they are the um, best one in their sport. So got to respect him speaking his mind on that. He basically called it a clown show. Yeah. He says, like, all the entertainment around the race was way too much. And, like, the race was almost like, you know, a bonus. Not a blue man group guy. No. No. He says that they're standing up there. He felt like he felt like they were – I forgot what he said. But it was he said he felt humiliated just standing up there doing nothing while, like, all these events were going on. He said it was – I don't know. Verstappen, it's man. like it's like nobody told him like there's a crazy event happening, right? And he's the crazy event. Yeah, he's part of. What it. about the actual track? Has that been criticized at all? I mean, obviously they turned existing roads um, in downtown Las Vegas into the racetrack. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, go ahead. go ahead, KJ. I was going to say they got torched because of the canceled practices, and yeah. then the uh, lack of view created by like the lack of sight lines created by the uh scaffolding and everything they had to put up in order to use those roads like completely wrecked the experience of a lot of in-person viewers so yeah it was it was uh terrible but it does not mean that next year can't get better still yeah a great location if they get it right absolutely it'll get better yeah i would imagine hosting a, a race of that magnitude in a place that wasn't originally designed to be a racetrack in a very congested city like that has got to be very difficult to pull off it's 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 really weird it was weird being in vegas months back and seeing like what they were planning on doing just impossible but i mean it went off they they had delays i know that some of the cars that were taking the guys around like uh before the race some of the old timing cars like were like leaking oil they had to like do a whole cleanup thing yeah there's a lot of things that won't be coming back Mm. whatever Netflix um, cup hopefully is one of them because that looked like trash none of us watched it but it looked embarrassing i i can't believe how little pub leading up to this i saw um and it just looked terrible like the big the biggest highlight i saw was uh my guy dropping the cup <laughs> the, tr- the fucking trophy they will be getting the A's in Vegas, but we can talk more about that as uh, they get closer to making that real. Some years away, but Brent Rooker in Vegas would be a dream. I don't know why I said I turned into Brett right there when I said the fucking trophy, <laughs> but I did. The fucking news is going to be there. Rooker to Vegas. 
I don't like it. I like oh, I like I like Rooker going to Vegas. I just I'm a tradition. I'm an AL West guy through and through. As long as they don't mess with those uniforms, I, I'll be able to tolerate this move. That would really piss me off. You yeah. can't touch that color. Time zone gets better though. That's a great point. One less one less uh, West Coast time. Well, actually, I'm wrong. Is Nevada's West Coast right? Not Mountain. Yeah, whatever. I was wrong. It's whatever. West Coast. Let's yeah. keep it moving. Let's run it back. Truly hard to say. Run it back. Of course, the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Jaquin and Jackson rolled his ankle in the Texas State High School playoffs. ACL. ACL? Mm-hmm. You said ankle. It's ACL. Fuck. Sorry. Texas A&M has absolutely run through in-state school since 2012. It's fucking run Texas. John Jones took gas station dick pills. Did KJ stay active in the group chat while recording at an all-time level? Yes, he did. And finally, Max Verstappen, not a mind freak guy. And that concludes Run It Back. What the hell? Y'all just been fucking having a side text? Don't say y'all. I didn't do shit. I didn't look down. <laughs> you were at least aware of it. I guess he, you he get him on. to the rundown. That was KJ. Oh, okay. No, Dylan glanced like a professional, ignored it, and I all but like felt the shame of that glance, and I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. But the tweets were there. important. Me too. All right. Well, <laughs> good show. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with video. Have a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. I'll bring them dips.